episode 82. Look, man, I know it's tough for you. They wouldn't let you in the academy because you're Duke Mitchell's kid. You have to live with that reputation. But it's like every time we go up there, it's like you're flying against a ghost. It makes me nervous. Well, I was thumbing from Montgomery. I had my guitar on my back. When a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac. He was dressed like 1950, half drunk and hollow-eyed. He said, it's a long walk to Nashville, would you like to ride? Good evening, Joe Renemy fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Very good. Good, good times. Brand new year, starting out really well. Excited to be back again, getting back into the flow. Bunch of games, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of things going on. How are you? Our, I mean, we have one match. It's kind of a, you know, the Christmas break didn't seem like the Christmas break because of the, I guess with the COVID, you know, it, it kind of broke it up and we're supposed to, we got robbed of two matches. So, and now we have to wait every one match a week. And I'm just kind of chomping at the bit, waiting at least for some Champions League or something. You know, I need two matches a week, you see. I don't know. I got spoiled last year with COVID when they try to cram a whole, you know, half a season in. And it was a one ma- one, one, one game during the week and then another one on the weekend. So I just, I'm just feeding in for some football. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we have a game coming up on Saturday. So uh, hopefully that uh, – Hopefully that quenches my thirst for football. It should be a good weekend. It sucks we're playing the same team we just played, but uh, hopefully that gives us an advantage kind of knowing what they want to do. Hopefully Ragnick's had a week to kind of get the players through a good training session, get some players back from injury, so it should be a good game. Well, EC, I can tell you what didn't quench my thirst, that performance on Monday. What <laughs> in the hell happened, EC? I... I, I I'm trying to give this coach some sort of a leeway, some sort of vote of confidence. But that performance, you see, was... You would have thought, first of all, we would have had some sort of bounce coming off the loss that we have at Wolves, right? And then to play an FA Cup match, which I know an FA Cup match is not as, you know, is not... What it was a fourth round match? I think we're in the third or fourth round, so it's very early in the stages. It's not a it's not a final, an FA Cup final, but it is a match, you know, and it is a match against a Premier League team, and we lay a big goose egg. I know we won, and again, you see, I know you've been telling me we need to be happy with wins, but I've been consistent about this on the style of play. I mean, every, I mean, Aston Villa controlled the game. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that or I, you know, if you're seeing what I saw, but I mean, they had what 57% possession to our 43. Um, and we just seem again, our ball control has been a problem the whole season. Actually, it's been a problem for years. This has been a problem since, uh, what, ask the Louis Van Hall, you know, I mean, since he left uh, under Marino, we can never hold the ball. We can never run past people. And it's been a consistent problem, and now it's just kind of coming to a head to where we, we can't hold on to the ball, we can't pass the ball, and we're just waiting for a counterattack. And it, it's it's so. I'm trying to have faith in this club, you see. 
I need, I, I'm, about, I'm about to jump off a ledge. I am. Because I just, I don't know what, to, I don't know what else, what else, you know, we brought a new manager in. He thought there would have been a shot in the arm. Like when Jose left, you know, all they went on, what, nine games? Wins? You know, the, the dressing room was full of pep and they believed and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then you know, the shit storm happened when they signed Ola to a long-term deal. And then everyone they went downhill. And it was downhill from, you know, from the get-go. But what's going on with this locker room and this team and um, them just not gelling. Uh, I know we, we'll talk about it later about unrest in the locker room again. Uh, but it's just, it's just very hard to watch. Again, it's one of those things where you have the game on the background. If you have clothes to fold, do laundry to do, dishes to wash. Do it then. Because other than, other than you know, you peeking around the corner or you just hearing uh, some excitement from the, the, the broadcast, uh, uh, whoever's broadcasting the match, I mean, you're just going to fall asleep. Yeah, it, it wasn't a good performance. There's no way. I don't. I don't care. I've, I haven't heard one United fan say, you know, it was it was this great, compelling, up and down, back and forth type of match. I think we opened up the game really well. Started out really fast. Um, very shocked to see the four two three one come back. Uh, obviously, Ragnick let go of the four two four triple two, which was really a big key note for me. Um, he talked about it after the game and kind of what that meant and why he went back to the four two three one. Um, so I was a little bit shocked to see that. So I think for about 10 minutes there, I think we were the better team. I think after that, up until the last maybe 20 minutes, I thought we were the better team, but in between that, so you, you figure 10 minutes there and then 20 minutes at the end of the game, I thought Ashton Villa was a better team. So, um, good for us. We got the goal. Um, you know, obviously a team with more class, uh, beats us that day. Ashton Villa are a good team, obviously not a great team. I, uh, that's probably why they're making all these signings that they're trying to make. So um, it's an FA Cup game. All you got to do is win. Uh, even in the league, all you got to do is win. So doesn't matter how you do it, but it doesn't escape from the fact that there are still some issues. Um, nobody can deny that. There's still not a real kinetic flow with these guys. Um, you still see there being issues with patterns, patterns of play. Um, but I think... This is a complete culture change. This is not um, going to be easy at all. This is going to be difficult because I think you have players and coaches and the board members who are still doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. Um, I'm still a big advocate for figuring out what's going on at the top. Uh, it's exciting to hear that Woodward's gone, but I think still ultimately if you're looking at just say, for instance, not just the coaches who, like, say, for instance, just Ragnick, but the coaches who are supposed to be, you know, doing other things, i.e. Fletcher, shouldn't be out on the pitch but still is. You know, we have a brand new, you know, American coach who's new to the prim. He's also a voice. So all of the all of the pieces that, you know, were in place, the Carricks uh, of the world, the Oles of the world, they're obviously gone. And so now the players are not only having to, learn a new system, but tr trust a new voice. And so when, in my humble opinion, when, when it's not going right, that new voice, it's going to be difficult for you to really latch on to that. So he's got a tough road ahead. Wins are obviously going to help. Clean sheets are going to help. 
and he was able to do uh, both of those things the other night. So there are some positives. Again, we move on. I think we can beat Middlesbrough the next round, but tons and tons of work to do for Manchester United from the top all the way down to the bottom. I'm going to apologize. I got the statistics wrong, you see. I, I, this is something that, I, I mean, it happens, right? Uh, in which I, I'm looking at the app right now because I wanted to see, because <clears throat> Aston Villa I thought had more meaningful shots on goal. I think De Gea had to work. Um, I don't know if the statistics and, and myself watching the match and or you watching the match are, are deceiving, but Man United 53% possession. To Aston Villa's 47. Manchester had 19 shots on uh, shots, 10 shots on goal. To Aston Villa's three, 13 shots with four shots on goal. I don't know. These I'm seeing these statistics. I don't know. This is ESPN's app. I don't know if. I mean, I mean, obviously they're the correct statistics. I don't. I didn't see this match. You know, on paper, to my eyes, I guess my eyes are deceiving. You know, at my old age. But I didn't see this, you know, statistically, I didn't see this match. You know, we had... Oh, like, like I said earlier, I mean, it's it. Ashton Villa has a good team and Ashton Villa played a good game. And so for the majority of the game, they were the better team as far as flow was concerned. I don't think there was any question about mm-hmm. that. I don't think your eyes were off on that. I don't think you saw something that didn't happen. Um, possession can obviously be skewed and, and shots on target can be skewed. It's really what happens towards the end of the game. So that, and that's that's kind of why I said, you know, a couple of positives to start out with, yeah. with with my take on the game, just from a simple standpoint, because, you know, it was a clean sheet. I thought Varane played probably one of his best games in a United shirt. Um, I thought Lindelof minus one mistake that he made where he damn near gave up the one goal that they should have had. Mm-hmm. Um, he played a really good game. So there, there were bright moments. Um, there are there, but again, I think the glaring mistakes and the simple passes that weren't made and the uh, mistakes to pass the ball in when players were open, I think those overshadow uh, some of the good things. And then you throw in all of the extra stuff with United being who they are. That's, I think that kind of overshadows anything good that we might have done on the pitch. So um, by all means, I'm not saying it was a pretty game for yeah. us, um, but I, I ultimately think there were some shining moments and things to take from. But ultimately, when you're looking at an FA Cup, it's just about get to the next round, get to the next stage, beat the team ahead of you, and just keep on moving. Uh, I mean, I think one columnist, columnist that I read uh, after, you know, you know, this past week said it best. Um, it looked like, I mean, he, he said it was a two-parter. He said it looked like United were chasing ghosts. Um, I guess in that press, in the press. And then on the passing, it seems like they're passing to the other team and to the advertising boards. They couldn't complete a simple pass. And it, it's just that. But you said Ren, EC, <clears throat> because I think it probably differs from who actually got awarded the man of the match. Um, McTominay again, <clears throat> and what, twice in three weeks, I guess, I mean, obviously in the Premier League, twice in three weeks has been awarded the man of the match. I guess for his header, uh, I thought it was an awesome pass by Fred. I mean, in my opinion, I thought Fred did a, you know, that was a good pass. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it had a good curler and McTominay just, you know, finished it like, you know, he, sh- you know, he, you know, he can, 
I'm not saying it was an easy header, but it was it was a beautiful header. Do you think McTominay been given the man of the match just because of the goal and and they oversaw the work that Varane put in? Absolutely, but I think that was the same. I don't think he was man of the match when they gave it to him the time before. I think yes. I mean, shit. This whole season, EC De Gea is going to be the man of the match every freaking. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, because and it's been and it's been that that way since Sir Alex left. EC De Gea was the best player every player of the year. When a goalkeeper should not be the best player, and that's sad. That you know, I mean, yes, he's he's world class. He's world class. But I think he's the, the best in the world right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that close. And it, but your goalkeeper shouldn't be winning. Best player of the year for what? How many years straight? When 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 uh, under David Moyes, Hall, under Mourinho, because I mean that must mean that he's getting too much work to do and making great saves because your defense sucks and your midfield sucks, right? <laughs> it, it, it can it can mean that. I'm not I'm not disagreeing wholeheartedly, but uh-huh. it, it does also mean that if the other team do break through, you do have someone back there that's gonna. You can count on, yeah, and that's not that's something that we couldn't say uh, start of twenty twenty. Yeah, he was he was all over the place. So I I ultimately look at it and I and I'm excited for him to be back in form the way that he is. Obviously, yeah. Dean Henderson does not know how to handle it. That he's is losing his show. mind. That Apparently, that's all show. alleged. I don't yeah. know if he's saying the things that they're saying he is saying, but that it's it. There's something going on there. And so I, I'm happy for De Gea. I'm glad he's back to to his normal form. I got to watch All Black play uh, last this last weekend, and uh, it's it's clear De, De Gea is a, a better goalkeeper than All Black, uh, certainly this season. Yeah. Um, like I said, players go in and out of form. So I just think that for me, ultimately, yeah, Scotty, he's gonna do what he's gonna do at times, which is play a bad pass, and then he's going to score a great goal. That's just kind of what Scotty is, very inconsistent. But again, like I said last week, that's I could go from top to bottom. I I don't know of any players at United who have just been consistent. There's not been a player there who just continuously you're always going to get seven out of ten, ten out of ten, seven out of you're all, you're going to either get a three out of ten or you're going to get a eight out of ten. That's kind of how our players are. So I'm hopeful Rand stays healthy. Because he seems like he could be pretty solid and continue to, to to put in these performances because that's big, and then you don't have to just see what happens with uh, Maguire and if he's back and fit, ready to play. Because for me, I continue to play Lindelof um, unless Phil Jones uh, is is uh, is not injured. <clears throat> no, yeah, I mean, um, I guess the good thing is Harry Maguire's not gonna play. <laughs> It, it is a good thing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've often defended Maguire. He's having a horrible season. But I think ultimately, if if we're honest, the kid never took a break for, I don't know, two, three seasons. Mm-hmm. And we finished second and finished third. He was pretty much, you know, one of those key standout players, if you will, um, always consistently being there. I think his speed um, due to this new formation is starting to show a bit more. And I think his confidence a lot like other players, is definitely lacking. Yeah. All right, this is a two-parter, you see. Kind of like, uh, because they do kind of, this this one kind of rings into the substitutions. <clears throat> and it's it's the formation, right? You said he went back to uh, basically Ola's formation. 
Um, but there were several times during the match that he did change formations. I think it was two or three. Um, but the kind of that kind of a, you know, <coughs> goes into the substitutes. He subbed off Bruno Cavani and Rashford. I think we all can agree uh, Rashford should have been subbed off. Uh, and we'll talk. We have a whole topic, a whole you know, whole discussion on Rashford. So, don't really want to get too much into Rashford's performance and or his performance for the you know in the past couple of uh, <coughs> past couple of matches. But the Bruno Cavani thing, and he brought in uh, Donny Ilanga and Jesse. Obviously, not all at the same time, but you know, those are the three substitutions. What is? I mean, I know we we talk about it was this whole thing about. Style of play and, you know, style of play and Ole doesn't have style of play. Dole doesn't have style of play and he can't adapt and blah, blah, blah. Is there an issue when you change formations so many times during a match just because you don't have answers? And obviously, Ilanga and Dani and Jesse weren't answers. I think he's looking for answers. This is the sixth game he's coached he's lost one ninth i thought right no no anyways it's like his yeah. sixteen. Uh, it's, so okay. of of the six he's lost one he's drawn he's drawn one so one, two, you know when when you look in and put it into context of the five to six weeks that he's been here he's lost one game he's trying to figure out with the players he has and the system he has what he's going to be able to do Four two four triple two is what he wants to run with the gang and press. We both know the gang and press. We've seen it once for about half an hour against Crystal Palace. That's it. We have not seen a better press from United under Ragnick since then. Yeah. Clearly, that's what he wants to do. I've I've I'm I've been pretty passionate about the fact that he's trying to implement that. It's difficult for players to do if they're not going to buy in to what he wants. He's dropped players. I know that's pissed players off. I know Bruno's probably not happy. Rashford's been dropped. Ronaldo's been dropped. So he's trying to send a message to these players, in my opinion, that it's going to be what I want to do. Now, I think he's smart enough to understand that 4 triple is not going to work if you've got wingbacks coming at you. He learned that the hard way against Wolves. So... So, yes, your philosophy may be 4 triple 2 but I think a smart coach is going to go, well, I know I got slapped by Wolves last time. I'm going to have to make sure that I double up defensively because the last match we tried to do 4 triple 2 with wingbacks on the opposing team, we got killed. So why don't I go back to something they know and something that's going to give me a little bit more solidity in the midfield, which is what he needs. So... Having the four four two three one, I think the players one are comfortable with it, and then two it gives Ragnick an opportunity to not lose the midfield and not get beat up by overlapping wingbacks, which again their midfield had their way and still did what they wanted to do. But credit to our defense and Degea and obviously the goalpost that saved the shot that probably should have went in, we were able to hold on to the game. So. I think as a manager, you have to be flexible. That's kind of Ten Hag's kind of, we've talked about it before, that's kind of his issue is that he he kind of has one way and that's it. And that's what kind of uh, has RB, uh, as it Leipzig fans, that, that kind of has them on edge most games because they know it's only going to be one way. That's all we know how to do or all he knows how to do. So 
I like that he's being flexible to an extent, but I would really like to see more of that press that I saw day one, Crystal Palace, half an hour. Um, you know, that's that's what I'd like to see. So if he can get back to doing that on a consistent basis, um, ultimately my dream would be for him to run a 4-3-3. I think he has players that can do it. Um, but you can see in that last game, there was about two times that I counted where Bruno was telling Rashford to get up the pitch and press with me. And Rashford just kind of looked at him like he was crazy. So there's a, in my, and I don't, not inside, I don't have any inside um, information other than what I got from the, uh, the athletic. It seems like the players just aren't buying in as of yet because they don't trust him. And again, even though he's only lost one game, we don't look good in all of those games that we've played, other than for 30 minutes. I think we got lucky. So again, well, and that's what I'm saying. And in yeah. and, and soccer, sometimes you got to make your own luck. But still, let's all be honest. We've looked like crap. Yep. So if you're if you're a new coach coming <clears throat> in and you've like Ragnick's won nothing, right? So. This American coach has won nothing. He's actually done pretty bad, if if I'm if we're being honest. So if these guys are coming in, you got to figure what any person would do. I don't care what job you have. If the new manager, boss, whoever comes in and they've done nothing and everything that they're trying to do isn't going very well, I think it's going to be difficult for those players to really buy into what they're supposed to do. Now, that's no, uh, you know excuse for them they need to if he wants them to press they need to press if he wants them to run for triple two they need to run it and so not giving them an excuse but i am saying you know when you've got the director of football that's supposed to be in the the press box out on the pitch when you've got a brand new american coach who hadn't won anything at manchester united biggest club in the world when you got a brand new coach there who's trying to put in new philosophies but he's only going to be there for six months and you know he's leaving it can be difficult to buy in. So they have a lot more issues that are going on other than just these players and passing the ball that I think needs to be looked at. <clears throat> and then that comes to, you know, all the rumors about the dressing room and, and, and unrest. And this is kind of like one of those things when you look at towards the end of the season, is Ragnick the man? I mean, is in his head, if he turns this around, is he really the man for the job? Because the, the the again, he's not won anything. Period. Nothing. No titles. He brings in fucking MLS coach, which do you, do you they? I hate to say it. Bob Bradley didn't get fucking respect in fucking in doesn't get respect in England or in Europe, and he was a men U.S. men's national team, and you bring in uh, some assistant coach for the Toronto. What was it? Whatever team. I, dude, I don't even know MLS, dude, and uh, the MLS teams. And I'm a fucking American. You know what I mean? And, you know, some fucking yeah. scrub that, uh, on the bench, he brings him in to coach, to, to be an assistant at the biggest club in the world. And this is the thing I have. I mean, this is my biggest problem with uh, <clears throat> this, this, man, this manager. He has no skins in the wall. So obviously, and then and then it goes to the players. And again, I'm not I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not I'm not going I to. I know that. I'm not. I, I'm, I agree. With you. I'm not going to uh, shy away from that because I've been blaming these players, just like Roy Keane said. These lepers don't have it. Uh, don't change their spots. They got Jose fired. These players got Ole fired, and then these players are gonna get 
if things go south, these these players will get Ragnick fired and the next manager after that. Whoever it is, Pochettino, I don't give a fuck. Uh, Zidane, they're gonna get him fired. These players are the biggest problem in the, in, in this club. Obviously, the board and, and the, we can talk about the Glazers of the board, but the attitude, yeah, they're the biggest problem. Yeah, uh, the, but we could again the attitude in that dressing room, the entitlement in that dressing room from these players from for the past you know since Van Hall, I want to say or before Van Hall, since Fergie left, fuck it. Since Rio Ferdinand left, since Vidic left, since Ever left, you know, that they handed over this team to a bunch of Phil Joneses, Chris Smallings, uh, at that time, um, Juan Matas, um, you know, they hand you know, they handed this cover club to a bunch of people that never won anything. And that you you have this mentality that they're entitled and they're Manchester United when they have not won Jack shit. But again, with going back to Ragnit, these players don't fear him because he's never won anything. These players don't respect their coach, their his assistants, because they're MLS coaches. So I'm, I'm hoping something happens. And yeah, he could stay on. He has an eye for talent. That's great. I mean, everybody says he has an eye for talent. And he's building this, this, this um, um, attack. You know, the the changing the culture or whatnot. But this man cannot lead. A horse to water and obviously in the first six months this man can't lead a horse to water because it does not take much i mean it does not take much to sit at players ass if you're not performing and bring put in it's like and put in somebody new and he has a bunch of youth on his team out that's the ultimate embarrassment for a veteran that's not that's not performing is put a fucking 18 year old 19 year old kid in front of him and let him like you like we talked about. I know you brought up Ilanga and how Ilanga is you know going out there and playing balls to the wall, right? Yes, that's what he needs to do. That's what he needs to do. If that loses us three games, I'll you know I'd rather have players that go out there and fucking give their heart to this to the to the and to this team and this club, and you you just chalk it up to their inexperience than have a bunch of sissies. Pussyfooting her out there because they get paid 250, 350, 450, 550 million uh, thousand pounds or whatever you want to call it a week. I'm sorry. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Right. Do you think there's any any chance that player status name yes. is is given to Ragnick and he has to play certain players. You, always, I'm just asking. You've always said this. I, not, I know it's not you, the right thing. I'm just asking you, you if you you've think so. You've always said this. You see about the Glazers, Woodward, and uh, whatnot. The reason why, uh, I guess, one of the biggest debates you and I have on why they, the rumor is they've offered Paul Pogba 500, fucking 500 pounds a week or whatnot. The, con- the rumor is jersey sales, name recognition, Right. Well, that, that's not, what I'm asking. You're not you're you, not, you're not you gonna think, put you're not gonna you, put a scrub in when you should put a scrub in, because hey, we have to sell tickets, we have to sell jerseys, we have to sell concession stands. So let's go out there and put shit product with shit players, and you know have them. It's 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 the thing. It's the the uh, inmates are running the asylum in this dressing room. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying the inmates. I'm saying have to from the board. Do you think the board has anything to do with telling Ragnick, yes. 
you need to make sure these players play. It's been that way since Astro Alex left and David Gill left. Easy. Uh, well, and in, 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 I think that's more to my point. Yeah. Because you, we should, we should, we, me and you, should be holding players accountable, which I believe you do, mm-hmm. and I believe I do. But what I'm saying is, I'm going to have a hard time holding a player accountable when I know good and hell well they're not in form, but yet here they come again, i.e., Marcus Rashford. So I'm I'm talking crap about this player whose form is he needs to be in the reserves. <laughs> and I'm just joking. That's tongue in cheeky, but he should at least be on the bench. And so if he's not, it begs the question: If a manager's worth anything, and he sees what I'm seeing, and I'm not a coach, then why does he continue to trot back out there when he when they asked Ragnick after the game about Marcus? And I know we're not going to dive too deep in it because we're going to talk about Marcus later. He had no idea. He doesn't understand what's going on because he's performing well in practice. So I just think that a lot of this is he's being told. And, and if it sounds like I'm calling Ragnick a puppet, that might be what the case is. And so I think the Woodward, him actually leaving is a huger deal uh, than we think because <clears throat> the 13-year reign that he had, he didn't win anything ever. So, you know, other than trophies that you don't really like. So I just think that there's there's a lot to think about when it comes about picking the players that are there. Um, I don't, you know, the inmates running to me, I, I really think the owners are running things. And I think that's the major issue for me. No, it is. And, 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 and this goes back to, this goes back to what I've always said you know, about player wages, you know, and you said, you know, United prints money, you know, we can print money, we can print money, we can print money. And at the fact that you print money, these, these, these players make more than the coach you see. It, it, it's one of those things. It's like the NBA. I mean, I'm, I mean, the NBA is different because it's, I mean, there's a five on five. So if you have two good players, they could, you know, they could probably win you a championship, right? It's harder to do in football. And it's harder to do, I'm, I'm sorry, American football because there's 11 players and I'm no, 22 players technically, 11 and 11 on 11 on offense, 11 on defense. So just because you have a star player or one, you know, they, they ain't going to win you nothing. And, 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 and you know, with, um, you know, you know in soccer as well, you can have one star player and the rest could be shit and it ain't going to win you nothing. And it's been this way on player wages. We're paying, this is, this is, a, Estimated total salaries per team. Obviously, we're number one at $227 million annual uh, total estimated wages. Chelsea comes in at second, $162 million. That's a lot. That's what? 40, what is, 60 million what is, less estimated total estimated wage. What is the prize? For Champions League football, the prize I is mean, it 160 million or per what, club? Do, what do you get per club? I don't know that that I couldn't tell you. I thought it was 50. I thought it was 50. Oh no, no, it's more. Oh, it's 100 something. Okay. It's 100. I, I can look it up. Keep reading off your numbers, and I'll and read then it. Man, I'll look Man it up. City at 141, Liverpool at 139, Arsenal 97, Tottenham 78, Everton 67. West Ham fifty nine, Leicester City fifty four. Just in the past, what? Let's do the constants. 
Chelsea, Ben City, and Liverpool. The constants for the past, other than us, the constant in the past couple of years, Man City has paid probably less than $80 million less in wages than us. And Chelsea has probably paid less than $60 million wages than us. Obviously, uh, Liverpool is probably around the 80-ish 80, 80-ish, uh, million wages less than us. Chelsea's won a Champions League. Man City's been won countless Premier Leagues. Uh, and obviously the Carabao Cup that you dearly love. Um, Liverpool's won Premier League and a Champions League with the wage bill they have. We overpay our players because of the history that United have. These players are living off the history of other on the other off the play of the play of other other players' backs because it's prestigious to play for Manchester United, right? You get all the money, you get all the cars, you get all the pussy, you know everything, right? But these players haven't done shit. Don't tell me, don't tell me. I, I'd rather take. I'd rather not even fucking. The Europa League, I'm sorry, that is a shit, that's a, that's a, that's a loser's bracket freaking consolation prize cup. Again, you could say, at, uh, we go back to standards for Manchester United, that's a loser's bracket cup. That's, that's not a $227 million wage bill cup. $227, you, you, you need to compete for Champions League. You need to win Champions League. League Cups. Not a fucking Carabao Cup. Hopefully we win a Carabao Cup. Hopefully we win a FA Cup. And hopefully we, we win a <clears throat> we win a freaking a Europa League Cup just so we can get top four. Cause that's what that 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 that, that Europa League Cup was he all the stops were pulled. You know, we we gave up on the league that year. We put all our eggs in one basket, and that's Europa Europa Cup so we can get Champions League the next year. But two hundred twenty-seven million dollars. Two hundred twenty-seven million million dollars. I would say the inmates run the asylum, because they could tell the coach, I, "I make more than you. You can't tell me what to do. I'm not going to practice hard. I'm not going to. I don't want to practice during the dark. I don't want to show up to practice. Or I have, you know, this, this, and that. I have a little toe, my peaky toe, my little, uh, my little uh, nail, you know, is not is not is not uh, forming correctly, and I cut it a little shorter, so my peaky toe hurts. So I'm going to sit out practice." This is the players, man. It's all in the players, in my opinion. I, I mean, I don't think that's what's going on, but I do think that if you look at the, the Euros, I just looked it up. They've made 190 million over the past two seasons, just in Champions League earnings alone. They've made 245 million just in the contract that they just signed with the Team Viewer. So I think if you look at it, United not only is living off of the past, but they also have some people who are accountants and bankers yeah. in Ed Woodward who are able to to broker these deals. So th- that's why those salaries and wages are where they are. Well, but the, they, do they don't need to be. They don't need to be. I understand what you're saying about need, but I think if you're going to compete, like you said, you are going to have to have a pretty high wage bill. I understand that ours is the biggest, but again, when you are the only club during a pandemic who makes almost $300 million in a shirt deal, that puts you in a different stratosphere. Man City's got able to. Man City's got rid, to, rid of Fernand Torres, which was a good striker for them. To Barcelona, they said, "You know what? You know, you know, Barcelona can pay you. They don't. I mean, they, they, they don't pay. 
They don't pay. I think you're comparing apples. You're comparing apples to oranges. Though. Again, we're no, we're comparing apples to shit because that's what well, we are. Again, the, the difference, the difference that you just ta- so brought you, up, man. You want to you want to overpay players because we're shit. That, that that's that's your philosophy. We're gonna we're gonna play. We're gonna overpay for players. That's not what I said. So this is this is what I'm saying. You brought up Man City. Man City has a structure in place. That structure is was copied from Manchester United. They took it and put steroids in it, and it now it is from the Barcelona. best structure. Sorry? It was copied from Barcelona. No. Manchester United was the first to go out and recruit and get players from all over the country. That was Sir Alex Ferguson who made that up and got that going. If you want to talk about people going into different countries, that's Barcelona. That's what Man City's doing there. But as far as recruitment, that's something that they copied from us. They do it now on a global level where they actually are buying teams, yep. and now we're trying to copy them. They also just spent $100 million on one player. So as far as money's concerned, these sheiks that they have running their company, they they basically have bought their new winning ways because they were shit forever. And that one so, player, is he on the bench? That's what I said about structure. Remember, <laughs> you're talking apples and oranges. Yeah. When those players don't show up, they don't care if they spend $100 million. That coach has a philosophy in place, and he's won things. So when he speaks, everyone shuts up. Yeah, Everyone listens because it works. So you, you can't compare, in my opinion, you can't compare the two coaches. But as far as money is concerned, you have to spend big. When you say overpay, I understand exactly what you're saying. Players aren't competing at the level that they're supposed to be competing at on a night-in and night-out basis. So like I said earlier, you'll have a 3 out of 10. Then all of a sudden you have a 7 out of 10. Then all, out of nowhere you might get one 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. That's pretty consistent with Manchester United players. But the wages are exactly where they're supposed to be. If you look at the top, I'm talking about top clubs of the world, the Bayerns. We looked at their wage bill last week. If you look at the Chelsea's, the Cities. The, the Barcelonas, their wage bills are like that. So if you're if you're lucky enough to be able to play for those teams, that's what your agent is going to go ahead and say they want because they understand what comes with it. Remember, mm-hmm. Man City has these players who they just paid $100 million. They paid Grealish. That's the first time. We, we me and you, how many, okay, how many, it's how many, happened. Though, but how many but players have we paid $100 million for? And we haven't won shit. We haven't done it ever. And, but We've it, never done it. The thing, was it Pogba over 100 million? Hundred million, we never done it. He but, broke the record. But my point is this, and I'll let you go. My point is the hundred million that they just paid him. How often do we hear anyone talk about Man City and how shitty Jack Grealish is? It never happens, and this is why it's also our curse, because we are who we are. If we fart and it doesn't smell like Fruity Loops, everyone's going to have a shitstorm because if we are who we are, people pundits. News reporters and even some players have got to stop living in the past. I talk about this all the time. Who we are right now, this this United, because again, I, I said this last week, United has been relegated before. So there, there's there's not always been this great high level mm. of play and intensity. The 70s and 80s, were, we weren't great. <laughs> so now that we're not great again, we have to realize we've got to start over. And I know you don't like those cups because you're so used to winning Champions Leagues and league titles. 
But we have to get just a winning mentality back into the club that we do not have. Mm-hmm. Win something. Go out and do something. So the wages and the money, mm. that's what you're supposed to get if you come to United. You're not supposed to get crap wages. Mm. That's not going to help your club at all. Earn your money. What it's going to do is it's going to let people know we don't pay our players. Um, the common denominator in the teams you the teams you rattled off, right, compared their wage bill compared to us, they, they win stuff. At United, we're paying players to come here to be average. That's our standard, right? It's obviously our standard. Whereas it should be, earn your money and I'll pay you. That's why I, I, that'd be the dumbest thing in the world. And I hope these rumors are freaking not true. Is to offer Paul Pogba five hundred million, five hundred thousand dollars a week, a month, uh, yeah, a week, a week, right? That's the dumbest thing. And I mean, we, anyways, I'm not gonna. Paul Pogba has not been a part of the team. I'm not gonna. That's the only thing I'm gonna talk about him. Uh, last, last, last thing, real quick, uh, because it did take four minutes. The VAR decision, EC. Did it? Why again is VAR so complicated? Why is it when when broadcasters and announcers and you and I can probably make a decision within fifteen seconds, twenty seconds? Why does it take four minutes? I think it's because they don't understand it themselves. I honestly think that. I don't I don't think they understand the rule. I think <coughs> the guys in the van that are watching the game, they don't understand the rule. You know, it looked like a clear pick play. You know, they ran it. They run it in practice. Both, both sides did a pick, and Cavani got picked so hard, he either flopped, which he probably did a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, fell on the ground, and it was offsides anyway. So... I just think for me, VAR takes so long because they don't understand and they keep changing what handball means. They keep changing, mm-hmm. was that offside? Well, it was by a toe and they put the lines out there. You know, was it, was he in the box before he was supposed to be in the box for a penalty? They keep moving the goalpost and then I think that changes things up um, for the referees and it makes it more complicated. So I hate it. It gets on my nerves, but I'm not going to sit here and lie as if it goes against them, which it did. I'm not sitting there clapping. So it sucks as far as flow as the game's concerned because you can get really excited and really happy and they take a goal away. But on the other hand, if it goes against you or it goes for you, you know, I'm I'm all for it. So wish they get rid of it. No, 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 they're never going to. Technology's going to rule um, forever. And so it's not going anywhere. I hate it. I hate it with the passion. It just sl- slows down the flow of the game. But I think the biggest issue is the referees just don't understand what the hell they're supposed to be doing. No, I mean, we think the technology we have, I mean, the NFL's got it pretty much locked down, dude. You know what I mean? Slow motion, replay. You don't see no fucking NFL referee or even college football, American football guys, obviously. Um, you don't see them spend no four minutes behind the hood. Figuring out what this and this and this. It's just, it's ridiculous. And again, it was in our favor. So I can't complain. Because if it wasn't in our favor, then, you know, we're sitting here maybe looking at a a replay, uh, you know, and, you know, and who knows how that's going to go. That'd be three times we play Aston Villa in one year. But, anyways, that wraps the bow on this past match. Let's, 
let's uh, let's burn that segment, EC, because it was very lackluster of a match, right? Let's get into pretty much what's been the hot topic for the past couple of past couple of well, actually since what? <coughs> the rumors started last week after the Bulls match, and then it was it kind of started flaring up when CR7 wasn't dressed you know wasn't in the team uh for the match at aston villa he didn't start or nor was he on the bench so obviously the rumors were spreading that he isn't happy with ragnet and with the board i've heard rumors that he is going to go to psg when mbappe makes his move to madrid in the summer um i've heard rumors that that he killed Kennedy, pretty much. Uh, it's, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just don't know, t- you know, to to, to decipher what uh, about the CR7 rumors. But what I can tell you is what I what I watched yesterday with my own eyes. This man, I've always, I've said it, he's not a leader. He should never wear a captain's armband. At that interview yesterday and what he said during that interview, it's probably making me change my it is change it's making me change my stance on him being the captain and the leader of this team cuz what he said yesterday in the interview was spot on and basically he said the standards of this club you know i mean he said a lot of things he said obviously he's, you know about his injury you know that he has a little slight muscle injury and you know he's going to practice today and see how he hopefully he can go uh, at the weekend he didn't see a problem with that but basically saying that, and he didn't want to call out any names. You know, he didn't, he kind of kept it, you know, very, you know, you know, we need to believe in this, you know, in our, in our manager, you know, he, you know, he has a system that he put in place. It's going to take time. He's like, but we need to believe. And basically a lot of it's, we need to believe. We need to believe. That's a kind of a key term or a key word that I kind of took out of there. I don't know if you did or not, if you heard it a, a lot. That we need to believe in in each other. We need to believe in our form, and we, you know, we have, you know, obviously said we have, you know, standards, and you know, we, you know, he gives, he, he said he gives advice to players if they don't want to take it, you know, like he took the advice of the players that, that came before him at United. Um, he kind of, you know, he didn't want to call out players, but you know, basically said there are certain players in the club that are not performing up to their their duties. And he basic and he said, uh, "United, we need to get top three, at least. That's the minimum." And you know he thinks he we could do it. And I, I just I love the interview. You see, I think it came at a great time. Obviously, maybe it's a P, it could be a PR stunt. Who knows, right? Who you, you, who knows with United? But he said the right things, and you, I you looked at him. I didn't see any. You know, you can tell in body language somebody's fucking lying. I didn't see that. I think the guy, he's a professional. He's a consummate professional. He's won things. And I just, I just, I'm changing my stance on on, 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 uh, on Ronaldo and on maybe leading this team for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I was very excited and I may be a little too excited to watch it. Um, I didn't really... For me, I didn't really look at it and say, okay, this is it, because I, I, I kind of saw for me um, a sense that, yes, he does want things to change, 
Um, but I think, you know, when you're doing these type of interviews, I don't know if he set it up. I don't know if Sky called him and said, we'd like to get your thoughts on the season. That's that's a thing. You know, who, who set the interview up? Um, you know, and then secondly, you know, he did mention himself, which I liked. He did say, you know, myself included, I've got to do better. Um, but he's saying things that we kind of already knew. He's, you know, you got to work. You got to have desire. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. Those are all things that, you know, we've all been saying. And so I think it's great that he said it. But I think, you know, it would have been a lot better for me. And I know he would never do this. But if if he would have said, look, there are there there are for sure players out there who just they don't care like I care. You know, you still don't have to say names. And I think people are going to put their own spin on what they think he meant. <coughs> uh, but, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's like he came out there and said, OK, I'm going to I'm going to call Sky. Right. Or Sky called him and said, you know, we want to get your thoughts. And he thought, OK, this is an opportunity for me to say how I feel. And, you know, again, he's saying things that we all want to hear. We got to believe you got to play hard. You got to work. You got to look in the mirror. That, all those things are all great. However, I think Harry Maguire said we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to. I'm the captain. I, and Roy Keane told him to shut the hell up. And, and why is that? That's because Harry's been playing like crap. Now, we've been watching Ronaldo this season, and it got off to a great start, and then it didn't. And now he's hurt. So no one's going to call him out because why? His 14 goals, compa- his 14 goals compared to Rashford, Cavani, Martial, Sancho, and Greenwood, uh, which have 13 combined. So you really can't. I mean, I'm not going to. Do you think he's been in good form the past games that he's played, in past your opinion? Two, past three games? No. Uh, but obviously, okay, so, uh, but obviously, again, obviously, like you've always said, is he getting good service? What, I, what I'm saying is, to your question just now, no. Okay. And also, is he hustling? Is he running the whole 90? No. And I think that's why he said himself. That's what I love the most about the interview. Yeah. Because it was very much, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. But he said, myself as well. But what I'm saying is, whose decision was it for him to sit down and do an interview? Did they call him? Did he call them? Did he say, Ragnick, I got this. I'm going to go out there and rant and rave and say, we've got to do this. we got to do that. I'm going to tell them that these guys aren't going to listen. I'm going to tell them that I listened, that I, you know, I was an 18, 19, 20 year old kid and I listened and I did what I was supposed to do. Um, is he going to do those things and go out and, and, and be a, a, a the war cry? Um, I, I, again, I think that's great, but for me, and I know for you, I would like to see results because again, you just brought up, you just mentioned something before I said, how's his form? You said, well, he has more goals than Tony. He has more goals than Rashford. He no, has combined. more goals than... Combined. Yes. Yes. And what has that gotten us? I'm I'm over people talking about Bruno and talking about Pogba and talking about these individuals. This is Manchester United's team. He even said in his interview, we are united. 
So it's not about how many goals you've scored. It's not about how many assists you have. It's not about how many clearances you have. What does the team look like? Mm-hmm. And what are you doing within that team? That's also a thing. And he has not looked his best. If you're 37 years old and, in his words, in the best league in the world, mm-hmm. that's what he said. He obviously has more experience than I have. It's not going the way that I thought it was going to go with him. And again, I said this last season. You can put Holland up there. You can put Harry Kane up there. If you don't have midfielders that can string a five-yard pass, it don't matter. If Bruno Fernandez is playing the ball out of bounds trying to make a worldly pass every time he passes it, yeah. it doesn't matter. If Paul Pogba plays one great <coughs> game then doesn't play for a month, none of that stuff matters. So I'm glad that Ronaldo came out and said something. I'm glad that he said we got to look in the mirror and then we got to trust the process. And he said, be patient. I've said that. Be patient. I'm glad he said those things. But I'm really, really concerned and I really care about what he does if he's given an opportunity to play. Is he going to sulk and whine and throw his hands around and cry like he has been doing? Or is he going to try to galvanize the players on the pitch encourage them on the pitch that's what a leader does when things don't go your way you don't whine and throw your hands if a player does something that they're not supposed to do yes you get on to them you tell them to get get after it play it better but a leader a leader is positive what did he talk about he said be positive he said a new year we need to be positive Mm -hmm. he's got to do that he never does that when he doesn't get a pass to him when we lose the ball he's the first one crying so I want to see is him. A bit. Crying, crying is a bit. I want to, well, complaining, yes, waving his hands, flailing. He's got to stop doing that. those things. He's got to start being a leader. And it's difficult. Ronaldo wants to win. He's a serial winner. Even at Juventus, when they weren't playing well, he's. you can go to go to YouTube now and you can see him complaining and being upset about them not winning matches. So... This is a huge moment for him. He's just basically said what he said. He feels like the team's not playing the way they're supposed to be playing. Yeah. He includes himself. So let's see what he does. I wasn't I was expecting this this thing of him not maybe not saying names, but saying, you know what, Ragnick's asking us to do stuff and players just don't want to do it. And he and he didn't want to go there. Yeah. And I get that. I'm I'm I support that. I don't want the players fighting. And I think that's exactly what would have happened if he would have said well, you know, he asked Bruno to freaking press, and he don't want to freaking press. That would have completely killed the internet. It would have been insane. But at least now Bruno's out there on Front Street. So I was underwhelmed a little bit. I do respect him for doing it because I talked to you about Lukaku, and I respect players that actually come out and talk. But let me see what you do on the pitch. That's kind of where I met with CR7. What do you think the the comments that he made about the locker room, and obviously it was very sub, not a, it was a subliminal, but he couldn't he didn't want to divulge anything, and especially about the young players. How do you think that's going to resonate to the locker room? I think it's going to be tough because I think you you got to imagine that he's had to have had sit down conversations with some of these kids. You have to imagine that mm-hmm. he's thirty seven years old. He's a legend of the club. He's had to have gone to some of these younger kids, maybe a Greenwood who's also a striker, and said. This is what I think you should be doing, right? So if he's had that conversation with you and then he goes on Sky Sports and says, I try to talk to players and then literally in the same sentence goes, 
and they're like my children. I have kids, and when my kids don't listen, I understand that, but they should be listening. So he compared somebody at the club to his, I think the oldest is maybe 12. So those are shots that are being fired subliminally to someone that he's talked to. So, again, when you break this interview down, Ronaldo was talking to people in the locker room, and they know who they are. But, I mean, how do you think it's going to go over? I didn't hear you. How do you think that's going to go over? It's not going to go over well. If you if you have to take the time, and again, I would love to understand who set the interview up. Yeah. If 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 he called Sky and said, "Hey, I I gotta I want to I want to say some things. I I don't like that." If Sky called him and said, "We want to talk to you. It's been a long time. Do you, would you mind having having a say?" That I'm I'm okay with because that's them reaching out to him. He's not trying to make it about himself because. That's notorious what underneath the, the the only bad area that you could say or gray area with his career is that he usually makes it about him. Even in his prime with United, it was Tevez, it was Rooney running, hustling, and Ronaldo's doing Ronaldo things because yeah. he's gonna score you 30 goals a season. Yeah. Goes to Bart goes to Real, other kids work hard. Ronaldo's going to give you 40 goals, so he doesn't have to. So those are those underlying things that you just don't want to hear because he's producing. If the team's not doing well and he's not producing, then you have angry Cristiano Ronaldo and says, why aren't we winning? We should be better. This is United. What the heck's going on? So, yes, it's not going to go over very well if you tried to get it in face-to-face. They didn't listen, so you went on Sky and called them out again. Called, basically called them children the way that I read into it. Hey, uh, stops. That's going to be pretty good. Uh, that's going to... I just... I want to see the reaction this weekend. Let's see how that goes. But I, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I know we talked... We, <laughs> You and I have talked about in the past about when ex-players call out players and, and whatnot. And this is a United player under his breath Calling, He's calling out. Him out. Yeah. He's calling him out. Yeah. There's no question on, about on, it. On pretty much national television. And I love on it. On the whole world. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, then let's talk about the you know the elephant in the room, EC. Uh, we have not talked about it uh, in too much in depth. And we brought it up last week a bit. <clears throat> Marcus Rashford. Again, <clears throat> he had a poor game. He got booed, EC. He got booed. Especially, I mean, after the summer that he had, which was unfortunate, right? Him missing a penalty shot and then going through, you know, people, you know, defacing his, you know, just his mural and then him getting criticized for doing, again, last year, getting criticized by some of his own fans and then obviously the conservative party of, uh, what, what are they called, Tories, right? Tories? Uh, the conservative party because he's fighting for you know lunch you know for food for kids that can't afford it. I mean, goddamn, dude, you know where's the humanity? But then he gets he gets criticized about it. He says he should be focused on football, and blah blah blah. And then him getting that uh, shoulder injury, uh, and you and I can both probably both attest to it. Being rushed back for the Euros when he should have gotten the surgery at the end of the season and had plenty of time to recover. But that was his decision, his maybe Gareth Southgate's decision, or whatnot. 
Who knows? And then he went through what he went through in the Euros, really not playing much, not really being much of a factor, getting brought on, what, was it five minutes left of the match, right? Yeah. You know, pretty much five minutes. And then him and him, Saka, and Sancho uh, going through the what they went through. And then a whole country, a whole country turning on him pretty much. And then it's this year. He had a surgery, you know, made his way back. And the guy does not, he looks, you look at his eyes, you see, he looks lost. It's like a, you know, have you heard of the term hollow eyes? Like he just looks yeah. very, he lost doesn't look over. focused, you know, it doesn't look, yeah, very lost. It just, and very, his, his shoulders droop and he's very like confident. And it doesn't help that uh, the Boo Birds are coming out for him. And these are, you know, these are his fans. These are United fans, which it's very unfortunate. Why? You brought it up earlier when Ragnar had his post-match interview saying that, you know, what he sees in practice is not what he sees on the pitch with Marcus Rashford and, and whatnot. Should we? Should Marcus Rashford take, you know, take a quote-unquote injury break and go off to Dubai and clear his head? Or, you know what I mean? Just get away. Get away from all this bullshit and come back refreshed, recovered, and and hopefully, you know, the club can cover him while he's away and, you know, and say he's, you know, doing some rehab or something like that because you know he's going to get killed in the press for, you know, taking a break. But the guy does not need to be on the pitch, you see. He needs to be away from the pitch, maybe away from football for a bit. And because he's not finding his form on the pitch, that's for damn sure. I I I don't wholeheartedly disagree that he shouldn't be sat, but I think he just needs a goal. I think he needs some confidence. I think he he's needs. He's had a goal, hasn't he? Some, he's scored since he's been back. He's only scored, I think, twice and maybe one assist against Arsenal. I think that's all he's got yeah. all season. So I think that's what he needs. Players like Marcus. I shouldn't say that. I'll say like what I said earlier. <laughs> Manchester United players are not consistent. Yeah. This is a guy who's never not had double-digit goals since he's been here. But it's not 20. It might be 10 or 11 and then 20. So, again, th- this is a kid who does things where you go, how in the world did he pull that off? And then at the same time, this is a kid who runs 90 miles an hour gets down to the edge of the box and doesn't know what the hell to do with the ball. Same same person. So he needs a goal. He needs to score, have some confidence. He needs to get an assist because um, he's needed. We need him. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot for the club. He does a lot, obviously, off the pitch as well. But I think if we're just talking football, um, I think when it comes to these guys, these players, one of the things that's big for them is, you know, scoring and making assists. And that's not easily done. And – I don't think he deserves to just work it out on the pitch. So I agree with that point that you make, yeah. that there's no point in us having to sit there and watch him figure it out. Like, so if someone's better, and that's why Ragnick said it's working in practice, if someone's better than you during the game, because some people are just not practice players, if when the lights come on, they start to shine, give them a chance. 
I really, I'm really hoping, I know it's not going to happen, but I hope Ragnick gives Ilanga 90 minutes against Villa. I really do. Mm-hmm. Because if he does, and Ilanga plays really well, maybe that... Spark. It sparks your... So, spark you know, I, I want to play. I'm not playing striker. Sancho's on the left, on the right, so... You know, if this kid takes my spot, he's only 19, 20 years old, I might not get it back. You know, Ahmad's, Ahmad's taken off more than likely for, for a loan deal. So that that's going to be out the window. So it's really this Ilonga kid who's going to really push him to the brink. They both practice well enough to where Ragnick plays the kid. So if it's me, you know, if I'm looking at Marcus, I think he needs a goal. I think he needs an assist, something that's going to – that he does positive out there on the pitch, the fans scream, they yell his name again. He needs to hear that. Right now, all he hears is booze. He hears he sucks online. He hears he goes on YouTube, he hears he sucks on YouTube. He goes on Sky, no one knows what to do, they hear he sucks there. So that's all he's hearing is negativity. That's any human, I don't care who you are, superstar millionaire or Joe Blow on the street, when everyone's talking crap and booing you, that's not going to put you in a good mental state. So he needs some happiness. He needs some success and glory. But I don't think he needs to have that at expense to the fans who are there cheering on the team when he's out there looking like trash. Well, should he get it off social media? Because um, that was it. Kind of goes into our my, my next point about social media. But my bad. I just I did I kind of like jumped the gun because I had, there was a another important question I wanted to kind of relate. And I said I said I was gonna bring Paul Pogba back up again in this in this debate, or in this uh, conversation. But we'll talk about social media a bit. Um, but is it fair? Okay. And I guess it, I'm not, it's gonna sound like I'm kind of defending Paul Pogba, but I'm not. So they Paul Pogba's been with us what four year four seasons, right? Easy. And more than that, hasn't it? When he come back 17? 17, so it'll be five, okay? Rashford's yeah. been back, been playing with us since then. Since Van Hall, if I want to say. On a regular, at least since Mourinho. Is the criticism, because obviously Rashford has not been, has not lived up to his bill, is the criticism that Paul, the vitriol that Paul Pogba has gotten in the past several years compared to what Rashford has gotten and not performing and underperforming, is it fair that what the criticism of Paul Pogba, because this is something I've heard on a, on one of the shows and it kind of, it kind of piqued my ear because I look back at myself and you know, I know your answer. It's because he's English. That's it. He's an English international. Paul's not, he's French, but should both of them, should Rashford, have the same criticism or or Paul have lack of criticism just like Rashford and I'm being on 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 their form basically they they should both be criticized I, mm-hmm. I think that's fair I think abuse is different from criticism the, both of their games should be criticized because yeah. both of them have not been consistent that's a fact but Paul's got the a reason more Marcus, right Say again. Paul's gotten a little bit more abuse or criticism. Well, I, 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 absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But I think again, Paul's not a United bred boy. He's <clears throat> he's an academy kid, but he's not. Marcus is born and bred United. Yeah. Right. Paul left, 
So that's that's automatic. We don't like you anyway because you left, and now you're you're coming back. And a lot of folks think you're only coming back because we gave you how many ever million of dollars we gave him, and we're paying him two hundred grand a week. So I think Marcus is not going to get the same vitriol because of what he's doing off the pitch as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult for people to separate the two because he's actually fighting the government, which most people love when people fight the government. So. He's not going to get the same vitriol because of who he is. A United boy, an academy kid, came through the system. We've loved him forever. You know, scored tons of goals when he first came in. Champions League scoring goals. You know, Premier League scoring goals. You know, they're not going to get on to him in the same ways. Paul, completely different story. Doesn't want to wait. You know, Paul Scholes comes in, takes his place. He leaves, then goes, does great things, comes back. And everyone's expecting him to save the club. That doesn't happen. There's no way he's going to get the same uh, attacks. It's going to be way, way thicker than Marcus. Just two totally different uh, backgrounds and stories. Had Paul came through the academy, stayed and waited his turn, I think fans might be a little bit more, a uh, little bit more lovey-dovey with him. But when you leave, they don't think you love you. They don't think that 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 he loves. United. So, no, I, I don't. I don't think any player should get the abuse that Paul gets. But you know, people are going to again do what they do, which is you know, I don't. I don't. Neither one of us plays, and we don't know what goes on in between that. And I think it's the inconsistency that people are going to draw back to and say, "Well, he's good, but then he's not. Doesn't do anything. He's good, doesn't do anything." So it's the inconsistency that I think kills Paul. But should they get the same? No. A player should get none of those guys should get any of that stuff. I don't think a person, let alone, okay, you're a millionaire, whatever, that's because you've earned it, in my opinion. But you shouldn't be getting half half of any of that stuff that those guys are getting. So, you know, I don't want Marcus to get the same vitriol. I don't. I don't want Paul to get it. There those are United kids, in my opinion. Those are Academy kids. And so um, that's the way I look at it. I, you know, I hope Marcus doesn't, it doesn't continue to happen, but I, I'm realistic. As long as his form is shit, he's going to get it. Yeah. Um, again, it goes back to maybe, I'm not going to say I'm going to apologize to Paul Pogba. I'm not. But I do, <laughs> how do you, what, what is it, a tongue in cheek? I guess that's the term, right? I will say, you know, I I need to be equally as um, criticized. I need to criticize players equally. I guess maybe Paul's, like you said, uh, his price tag is uh, what we brought him back for. Uh, I think that's played a lot into what I've, you know, I've I've had um, my my standard for him. I thought we bought a world class player, but he, like you said. Uh, like I've always been saying, world-class players are not inconsistent like he is and hurt. I'm just going to be real quick, you see, Ali, man. Just throw in a little jab. You don't have to, you don't have to defend him all the time, you see. No, I was going to say about Marcus's injuries are, are in the same yeah. realm as as Paul. They no, but Marcus's injuries, same... I think, are overplay. You know? It, no, I, I'm just saying they're both and out great seasons horrible seasons yeah. great seasons hor- i just think that it's the same thing it's just, if if paul would have stayed and we didn't have to pay him any money he was already here we would have saved 80 million dollars 
So I don't think people will ever, ever look at that because Marcus is on the same wage bill. <laughs> He's on the same. He might even make more than Paul. Nah. And so they're right around 200. I, I just looked at it. They're okay. at the same about wage bill. So, again, when you see those types of, of players essentially doing the same exact thing, when you don't see the same level of, of hate, that that to me is a problem, but again, that's the world that they these guys live in. Could you imagine, you know, Twitter being around when Roy Keane played, <laughs> or 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 uh, you know Paul Skull, any of these guys? I mean, it would have been insane. Beckham when Beckham decided he wanted to leave. Could you imagine the vitriol and and the hate that would have been worldwide? Had it happened in these days, it would have been crazy. Well, speaking of so, speaking of social media, like I was, I was segue into last last uh, segment. Should should Paul Rashford get off the get off? And I delete his socials, but just get off social media because um, after this this the, the news about this unrest and blah blah blah. I mean, several players came out and you know, oh no, we're we, you know trying to kumbaya the whole thing. And, you know, oh, blame us, blame us. Like, just like they did to Ole, you know, we're at fault, we're at fault, we're at fault on social media. And yet their performance on the pitch is still the same. So, you know, it's more of like put your money where your mouth is, you know, like tell us, don't, uh, what is it, show us, don't tell us. Should these players get the hell off social media and stop talking because, or just maybe even stop talking to the press because you brought it up earlier about Roy Keane and Harry Maguire. You know, I think that was a fucking hilarious. The most hilarious thing I've, I've out of this past week has happened is when Roy Keane just says, "Dude, whatever, dude. Nobody believes whatever you say, ever. You know, just like you know, Rashford coming out. And I don't know. Every time they have a freaking, not just him. I'm just using his him as an example because <clears throat> we're talking right. about him." Uh, because Fred did the same thing when when we have a shit game, it's like we apologize to the fans and we you know we're gonna go out there and we're gonna do better and blah 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 and they go fucking lay a goose egg. Should I mean should basically Ragnar implement uh, no zero you know unless you're Cristiano Ronaldo that actually does something you have a, z- a zero tolerance for social media because or don't talk about the team. Just, you know, Instagram your shoes and your family, but don't fucking say anything about the team because you ain't fucking producing. So don't give me this rah 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 bullshit because the fans already see through it, right? Do you see through it? I do. I think it, it again, when you're talking social media, <laughs> you're talking about these guys' brands, and they're not going to shut down the money wagon because they had a bad game. Because for them, they're not just soccer players. They're ambassadors for their country. What's making the money? They're... What's making them the money? The damn crest on their the crest on their shirt, right? If they played for if, those, if if they play for Burnley, more money in their endorsement deals than they do for United. The only reason the only do. reason people love them is because they play for United. If they play for Burnley, do you think they'd have the same? I think if do those you top think players, yes, yes. I think if CR seven played for Newcastle United, dude, he would still seven, get dude. more money from Nike. Than he does from Newcastle United. I think if Paul Pogba played for Burnley, he would make more money with Adidas than he does for Burnley. Some of those players are bigger, not than the clubs, but their brands. They get endorsement deals off of who they are. That's why social media is not about 
just one thing. It's about building a brand and saying, I do more than this. And I think, I understand what you're saying. Where's your attention? Like, how much time are you spending? Do I have to see your haircut? Do I got to see you drive your kids to school? Do I got to see you eat your food? No. Do I got to see you train? That's not what I'm, that, think, that, that's not what I'm saying. Think, I'm saying don't fucking talk about the club because you ain't fucking doing it for the club. You know what I mean? Do, I, do your family shit. Post fucking Instagram. Po- fucking post pictures of your feet for all of your... Because apparently that's a thing on TikTok or OnlyFans. Like, you know, videos of people posting shit about your feet. I don't know, dude. I'm, 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 that's what I hear. I don't... I've never, I've never done it before. But do that. But don't say, oh, we'll give it the old college try next time because we suck at United. We suck this game. And, you know, oh, we'll give it the old college try. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You know, nobody wants to hear I that think- shit when you talk about the club. I think you know better than I do. Most of that stuff is PR done. That's not them sending out that tweet. That's not them sending out that Instagram post. I think when it's them is when you see their family. When it's soccer, That's they fine. have a ball at their feet, and that they're they're the pictures them frozen with the ball at their feet, and it goes, man, we should have did better next time. To me, that's the United social media people saying, hey, we're gonna send out this post. It's really nice. Fans will love it. You'll get a lot of likes out of it. It'll be great. And the player goes, yeah, you know what? You owe my likeness, i.e. Paul Pogba. Go ahead and do it. What's he going to do? He can't do anything. So I think the players are to blame at times for social media because it looks stupid as hell. But again, it's the engine. It's how many times do you post today? That's all the thing. Listen, Jesus, I don't like it, but it is a thing. When you are a brand and you're selling yourself, because that's what they're doing, you have to post. You have to put yourself out there. You have to let people know the good, the bad, the ugly. They got to see it all, and it sucks. And I do want them to get off from time to time, but they ain't going to. Let's just be realistic. They're never going to do that. That manager, that agent is going to say, hey, man, it's been five hours. You ain't posted. What's up? You all right? You need me to help you? I I get my man on. He can post for you. I got a post guy. He'll post for you. They'll do that because they understand that when this soccer thing stops, the engine has to continue to tick. So those guys, that, that stuff ain't going anywhere. It's making them too much money. Yeah, I just think it's way too. That just said, don't post the, about the club. It's like one of those things. Like, hey, keep my name at your mouth. You know what I mean? As a fan, keep my name at your mouth. Keep United name at your mouth when you play like shit. All right, that's right, enough. I found those wages. Marcus is two hundred. Paul's two ninety. Oh, maybe why don't you just round it up to three hundred? You see, don't give me this two ninety bullshit. It's three hundred right, with incentives. All right, all right. And he's going for five hundred. So, uh, no, he's he's going for five. That's a, that's the rumor. Good for him. <laughs> Whatever. You got you to gotta have another Lamborghini. How are you going to buy the other Lamborghini if you don't? Get oh no, but I thought Adidas. He's making more money. Come oh, that Adidas contract is stupid. All right. You. all right, all right. Enough, 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 enough. Let's get into some chats or news and let's wrap this thing up, BC. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You brought up two people earlier, and let's talk about these ones because they uh, they are current United players. And I guess it kind of wraps into the freaking civil unrest that we have at at United. Dean Henderson, you see is reportedly, I think they're going to try to move him in January, and he is pissed because he didn't get a start this week uh, This this week at Aston Villa. 
and he is probably the most vocal. I mean, from what rumor is, I'm sorry, I've not physically seen nor heard any comments regarding uh, Dean Henderson about the club from his own post or Instagram or or even um, a video or interviews or whatnot. Uh, so it's all rumored, right? You see, we we have to we, we're speculating. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, there you go. That's the, that's the term. Uh, I hear things like Donald Trump used to say. I I heard things on the internet. I see things on the internet, right? And so obviously they're true. Uh, Dean Henderson is wanting out by in this transfer window. Um, does he get it? You see, where I mean, I mean, he can. He, he, I, I think he can bring a pretty penny. Maybe Aston Villa, right? They have money. Or hell, Newcastle. Newcastle, I think, is uh, was a rumored destination for him. Let let's um, we have his rights for several several years. So, I mean, why can't we sell him now? Because Newcastle's looking at a run to uh, get out of relegation. They're making, a, you know, they brought in Karen Trippier. They got in. They brought in Chris Wood. Why not? You know, let the Saudis let the Saudis uh, pay a pretty penny for Dean Henderson now. I think. United's playing hardball, which is what they do. I think if you look at the age of De Gea, they're probably looking at it from a standpoint of, you know, if we can ride the ship, make Dean happy for another season or two, De Gea goes out of form, we sell him off to the highest bidder that can afford the 400 grand he's on per week, um, then we go ahead and let the kid run. Um, kind of sucks that COVID hit. He didn't really have an opportunity to, to shine. And it's kind of a positive for us that DeGay has been playing out of his skin. So I've been a huge proponent of if you don't want to be here, hit the road. I don't care who you are. Um, your happiness is key. And if you're not happy somewhere, um, you're not going to perform very well. So he wants to leave. You know, that's a that's a business move. I think Ragnick hit it on the head. You know, he's not sitting around talking to agents. He's not sitting around. You know, listening to newspapers, if the player comes in his office, says he doesn't want to play, he ain't going to play him. So uh, if if he wants to leave, you know, thanks for the little bit that you did. It was a cool uh, deal to see a glimpse of, of what could have been. But if we're all being honest, it was a short glimpse and there was some signs of, oh, maybe he's not ready. So, you know, the way I look at it, um, you know, he's young. Um, he's got an opportunity to to play ball, and I'm pretty sure, you know, if, if I was in his shoes, the way I'm looking at it, if I'm in my prime at the biggest club in the world and I just can't get a sniff, well, then I'm probably good enough to play for a team that's, say, middle of the table. So he needs to probably <laughs> get with his agent, figure out what his next steps are because – He's definitely not going to be getting in uh, in front of DeGay anytime soon. No, I mean, DeGay is really not that old in goalkeeper years. It's like dog years. No, it's not like dog years because dog years are, what, seven months to one year? It's like, uh, I don't know, whatever animal that lives longer than humans. Alligators, maybe. Tortoises, right? Tortoises. Tortoises, tor yeah. Tor 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 mm -hmm. Turtles. Turtles. You know? So, I mean, De Gea's spring chicken. Uh, Wayne Rooney came out saying, uh, they, I don't know if he said they're interested, <coughs> Derby County, interested in signing Diallo on loan. Do you think that's pretty good? 
if that happens. It's a rumor again. It, it's a great deal. Uh, clearly, he's not a part of the plan yet. Yeah. Um, you know, Ragnick, I don't think he's gotten more than just a small sniff uh, with Ragnick. So, you know, clear, clearly Alanga of... Uh, some of the other kids, um, Alanga's pretty much the standout. So I think yeah. if you look at the likes of Palestri, Ahmad, you know, those kids need to now be looking at their agents and saying, look, I got to play ball. Like, I'm, I'm not, you know, if you, if you if you look at the kids that have come through the academy and have, and have tried to play, play excuse me, um, those kids that, that you know, Angel, you know, he's in, I think, Argentina or, you know, he's he's somewhere playing too. Um, you know, these kids that are coming through, the best way for them to get better is not to train at Carrington. Um, Angel Goldman, sorry. It's not for them to train at Carrington so much as it is to go on loan somewhere and mm-hmm. Alves for Palestri, go to Derby County, play in the championship, earn your trade. Um, Timothy Chong, I think he's at Birmingham. Go to these clubs that are going to give you playing time. Norwich uh, with Brandon, you know, Gardner, give right? yourself an opportunity to to do something at a at somewhere, and then if you're in form and it's going well, and we have an injury, we'll we'll call you back. Um, but sitting on the bench week in week out, being frustrated, I don't think that's going to help him progress and grow. He's clearly got talent. We've seen it. We've seen him in Champions League score goals against mm-hmm. Milan as a year old kid so we know he's got talent but uh you know if i'm wayne rooney um i i would definitely be chomping at the bit to get my hands on him uh you know to see if he could help out the club and i'm pretty sure uh, as an ex united you know player coach now uh manager i'm sorry i know it's a different over there uh, i'm pretty sure united can give him a pretty cutthroat deal just like sir alex used to do with you know, his ex-players, um, i.e. managers, you know, Paul Ince and all them, when they need a p- players to go out on loan. Uh, Eric uh, Eric Bailly, rumored, um, again, <clears throat> with the so-called Maguire injury, and also Mengi and Axel Twanzebi already, um, well, Axel's already with um, Napoli, I believe, right? He's already there. Mengi, yes. his, has he already left? Is he already out the door? Yep. Mengi's out. Yeah. Uh, Axel's out. Axel's out. Eric Bailly, obviously the loan deal to Milan uh, to the end of the season. It's a loan deal, but it's not It's not getting him off our books. But it is rumored that, that it's not on. Something fell through. Obviously, it's probably our fault. Uh, but that is that. that's questionable for me because the fact of we're relying on Phil Jones – and Harry Maguire in on our bench, and, and unless we bring somebody in a top tier defender uh, to replace uh, Lindelof, and Lindelof can be a backup, and Phil Jones or I'm sorry, not Phil Jones, Harry Maguire be a backup. I don't I don't see that's good business. Um, but in the long run, yeah, get get Eric Bailly off the books. The dude's injury prone. Uh, it's just one of those things. Just, just like it's just like Phil Jones needs to leave. Um, it just doesn't work for us, and it's you know just it's it it, it inflates it inflates our salary our, our, our wages, and just you know adds another another um another you know another 
person in the dressing room that we need to, another big ego in the dressing room that he, we, that he you know that, that we have to appease a uh, good thing that he's out and with the african cup of nations so we don't have to really deal with the problem in the dressing room right now but who knows who knows if he's going to come back healthy within the from the african cup of nations so i i, I hope I really do hope that move goes through a loan loan deal, uh, and then with an option to buy, just like Roma did with the uh, with uh, Chris Smalling, right? Is Chris Smalling even playing still? Absolutely, he is. Um, they're in sixth place. They're in sixth place right now. I haven't said that name um, in a long time. God damn. <laughs> he's 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 starting for him. You know, Jose likes Smalling a lot. Yeah. Um, I wish we I wish we still had him, um, but you know at the end of the day. Um, he wasn't going to play under Ole. He knew that. And I think that's kind of where Eric Bailly is. Um, he knows he's not going to play for Ragnick. Um, and I don't think any of these guys really want to wait, you know, because, you know, you talked earlier about Ragnick's success. If he has success, he's going to ask to run the club. He's going to ask for an extension. He's not going to want another coach to come in. I think that's what he wants. I think this is like, in his mind, a six-month kind of debut. Mm. And I Very hope it's bad. not. Yeah. I hope we go get an experienced coach that's won some things. But I think he's looking at it going, if I can just get us top four Champions League or an FA Cup, they're going to make me the coach. I'm going to have the best job in the world. And so I think players like Eric Bailly, like I said, they're, he's 26, 27, something like that. He doesn't want to sit around and be on the bench. No. And we all know, like you said, he's one strong gust of wind from being hurt in this African <laughs> Cup of Nations. So he's going to get hurt. We all, we all know that. He's going to come back with an ankle or a, a thigh or a hamstring. He's he's going to get hurt. So I would I would love for Eric to play. He's athletic. He's a little yes. quirky at times yes. with the ball. But he just can't stay can't rely out on him. of yeah. the trainer's table. He can't. Can't make the so, club in the tub, Eric. He can't. So I wish him the best. If he goes to Milan, you know, fair play to him. But uh, we need as many singer, center backs as we can have because, you know, this injury bug's really, really screwing us up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you see, um, the other only transfer news that is positive, maybe, Zakaria. Uh, I I forgot his first name. <coughs> from Borussia Dortmund, excuse me, from Borussia Mönchengladbach, a CDM. Dennis, 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 Dennis uh, Zakaria, from Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> yep. Um, it's rumored that Ragnick liked his, likes this guy, and um, Romano basically reported that no bid from United has officially been made by United. But I guess they've reached out to his agent. Uh, I have a few questions about it. The guy's 25. Plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach. That's the first one that he's 25. And he plays for a lower-tiered Bundesliga club. He's on a free in the summer, so obviously a contract has not been resolved for Borussia to give him a contract. Um, And he's only worth Six million, six million. I think, I think the the report yesterday was six million. If they were going to sell him, uh, just to recoup some expenses, you're missing something key. Uh, what is that? 
He's had a knee injury, a, a big one. A big knee injury. Yes. I didn't know about that. Yeah, big knee injury. Goldbridge came out and was trying to sell him too, and said, "You know, before I before I say this, I just want to preface and say he's had a knee injury. So, you know, it's it's better to have it early, but he has had a major knee injury. So, is he that good? You know, I've is, not seen tape on this guy. I've not researched I am, him. I am I am not going to lie to you. I have not seen him play. So every, I mean, every, it's all. I, I don't know if it's speculation just because it's fresh meat in the transfer news that everybody is a hard on for this guy. I just have my just by reading what I just you know just by reading what I just told you. Him twenty five, Munchengladbach. Now you say he has a knee injury. Why doesn't Munchengladbach offer him a better deal, a better contract, and why is he going on a free? In the summer, and why is he only worth five million? Is he going to be another bench player? Do we? I mean, is is he up to United standards? That's that's the thing. I mean, Declan Rice. I, I, I guess we can all agree is what we need. Is the standard, and he's going to cost a shitload of money. Um, but he ain't coming here. Obviously, right? <laughs> he's not coming here. Uh, it's either Chelsea or he's going to stay in West Ham. Um, do we need to waste our time on a player? Six six million. It's like like you said, it's a piss in the bucket for us, right? It's a drop yeah. in the bucket, right? It's very, it's a hit or miss. We can give him a two year deal worth, you know, he could be on a, a let's say hundred hundred thousand pounds a week, maybe eighty. You know what I mean? That would be the range that you probably give him, and we could write that off if he doesn't work out. If he can't make the club in the tub. Well, this is, you're going to love this. So 2006, 2017 fitness issues, 2017 injury, 2017, again, muscle injury, 2018, torn muscle fibria, 2019, that was the MCL, 2020, another knee injury. 21, knee problems, 22, coronavirus, 22, fitness now 2022 20, coronavirus. I'm not saying that you don't take a flyer on a kid for $5 million if he's worth something, but I'm just telling you right now, he is injury prone. God, he is more heard. than likely to get hurt. And think about where he's coming from to the league he's coming to. Oh. A more physical, fast-paced, yeah. hard knocks, every weekend, no questions asked, and they want him to play in the midfield where it goes down. So I'm not jumping over hoops for this kid i'm not i haven't seen him play but i'm looking at this physical injury report on this kid mm. he gets hurt all the damn time that's there what you i know you've already you've you've already sold me see you should be a car salesman i'd buy a car for me i'd buy a car for me you just told me I'm what i need you, you told me what i needed to know i trust 46 days out and then he comes right back he's out for another two weeks i just I don't know. You, 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 you're, you're the car, car deal, car salesman that I would deal with. You tell me the truth. You tell me the bullshit. You don't try to sell me a bill of goods, and I'll buy a car for me because I ain't buying that car real quick. And I'm, well, let's move on to another. Let's move on to the Buick. You know the the Chevy. You know or something <laughs> like that. Not not this. You know busted ass Pinto that you know they're trying to shove down our throat because I'm just because you, man this is. Just because he has glimpses. It's just like the whole Dembele from Barcelona, right? 
I think Barcelona already said that they've been moving. They're moving on from him, but it's the same thing with him. A forward, playing in Spain, injury prone, and but if Barcelona's moving along, we should not put our hat in the ring for this kid. But they've been talking. Okay, I, 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 I think <clears throat> I think Dembele is a little bit different. He's injury prone. You I, see, I no, I'm not saying he's not, but I think. The pedigree is a little different. No, yeah, all, no, no, all yeah. I mean he's is, a good player. Yeah, all, all I mean, all I mean is, is that when when Zakaria was coming up, it was young boys, and then Muchen Gladbach. No disrespect to young boys. Great up and up and coming Switzerland <laughs> club always produces great. Muchen Gladbach, another one of those teams that you know Bundesliga hangs out, comes 25. up, comes down, but twenty five. Right, and that's the thing when you're talking about you know those big boys with Dembele, clearly there's a player there. But I agree with you. If you're going to make an investment, a multi-million dollar investment, and you know that this kid, I mean, I, I rang off, that was four or five years. And it's it's an injury, pretty significant, you know, anywhere from 14 to 246 days where this kid is in the injury training table. Uh, it's the same thing with Usman. U- Usman has has been hurt. There's no way to, to deny it. I just think it's the pedigree of, from which he has. We know that the talent level is already there and proven. But it's it's also you can prove that he's also not playing. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. I would rather have someone that hadn't had a major knee injury. He's obviously come back from it. He's he's battling coronavirus now. But you know if it's a continuous thing and and I just can't have you. I really don't want you out there because I can't trust that you're going to be in training. I can't trust that you're going to be needed for big games because you might get hurt. If you're going to do that, if you're going to sign a player that that basically comes from an unknown club, wouldn't you rather rather sign uh, the kid from Brighton? Uh, I'm trying to do like a rap, right? Um... From Brighton, Brighton, the, the fucking Busak, b- b- dude. I'm gonna. I sound like a retard. I'm sorry. I'm, we're not supposed to use that term. Um, Is he the the, uh, the mid? Lamp- the, you talking about Lampy? No, Lampy. I heard, heard we've there's been rumor. No, the Brighton freaking central the center mid. Ah, Busamakana. No. All right, guys. I'm sorry. I got, I got it right here. I got it right here. One, give me one second. I got it pulled up right here. Sorry, guys. We're doing on-show research, so we should be prepared. But hey, I wasn't. I wasn't going down this rabbit hole. Uh, so you said Brighton, right? Brighton is a center, a central defensive midfield. You got March, Alzat, Mowepu, Grop, Afia, the Wellback, Mope. No. Okay, on the bench, Sanchez, Corella, McAllister, Torsard, Modar, Roberts, Leonard, Turns, and Ferguson. You sure it's Brighton? Oh my God, guys. I, this is dead air. I will think of it. <laughs> It'll come to me. Maybe you got to move somewhere else. Um, but yeah, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to invest, I would rather invest. In um, you know, somebody in the Premier League, uh, at the lower end of the table as a central mid as a central mid defender, 
um, than than um, than get this guy from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach because it just does not seem like that he would. Um, he fits the United bill first and foremost, uh, and I think you, I think players, uh, people that have been calling for him to um, to uh, to join the club will turn on his back uh, very uh, very very quickly. Um, but you said you said something interesting, Demar uh, Gray, from uh, from. Uh, Bright Demari Gray. Demari Gray. I've always liked him. I've always liked him. I think he could challenge for um, Luke Shaw. But can he play on the? Can he play on the right side? Are you talking about Lamptey? Lamptey, right? Yeah, because Demari plays at every. He, yeah, every he moved Lamptey, to Everton. Lamptey, I'm sorry, Lamptey. I mean, I listen. Delot to me plays better football. I Aaron for me would, would be sold. That's where I'm at with with Aaron. Um, I, I I definitely think that uh, United need to look at a right back because I don't think that Delot is the true answer. But I think he's better than Aaron Wambasaka. I think Aaron Wambasaka plays better one on one defense. But I think United want their right back to get forward. I, I forward, excuse me, and I, and I don't think Aaron can do that on a consistent basis. I think Delot can. But I think when it's time to turn around, run back and play defense, he's a little suspect. So I, the way that I'm looking at it, if I'm United, you know, you missed out on Trippier. Now he's back in the Premier League with Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you missed that boat. Pretty cheap, too. Um, and so, absolutely, $12 billion. So you missed the boat on that deal. I think that's going to sting a little bit. But I think they've got to, you know, circle the wagons again, make a good, make a good decision. Uh, go out and pick a player who is going to help your club, can get forward, can also, you know, track back when it's time to do that. Because right now, the way that it's looking for me, I don't see us being very good in that particular position. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think Lamptey could do it. It was Basuma. There you go. That's, you said you, you pronounced it wrong. Is Basuma. Okay. That's the midfield. I mean, that, talking about him for CDM? Yeah. Any, I, sh- I don't want to say any because I, I think people get caught up in. I don't think Fred and and, and Scott are it. I don't no, think they're. they're I don't not, think they're trash they're either. Yeah. I just think that a consistent a Declan Rice would be really nice to, to have in that 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 area there. A, a, a Conte, you know, too old. I understand. I understand exactly what you're saying because, you know, until we read injury reports and start digging into things. I think what Ragnick wants to do is exactly what you're saying, and I don't have a problem with it. Which is, <coughs> let's let's buy him for five million, and then let's let's grow him, and then sell him for eighty, right? That's that's kind of his model and what he's done in growing these clubs, finding unearthing these gems, bringing them to the smaller clubs, quote unquote, and then selling them off, and then profiting, you know, a whole lot of money. So. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I just, you know, when I look at it, you know, I've heard the likes of Jude Bellingham getting back into the running, maybe a swap deal, give yes. up, um, give up the kid that can't get a get can't get a sniff, uh, and then when he does, Donnie. and Donny Van de Beek, yeah. give him to to Dortmund, bring back Jude Bellingham, 
I think that would be a great swap deal. Is he more I've of a, that is he more of an attacking midfielder or a defensive midfielder? He could play a little bit of both. He could play the six, no problem. Um, with Dortmund, I've seen him play more of an attacking role. But I've also, when he first first got there, he played strictly six. That's what he played, and did a very good job. Very comfortable on the ball. Um, understands in, how to pass the ball really in well. In for a tackle. Can he get in for a tackle? Cool. Just a really good, solid, yeah, good, solid football player. So, um, if it was me, I would make the deal happen. But uh, you know, does he look at things and say, "Do I want to come to that shit show right now?" Or do I want to stay here, challenge for Champions League, playing Champions League games, and then when a team who's maybe a little bit better form calls, i.e. Liverpool or City, maybe I go there. Yeah. Well, you see, you and I could talk about all this and wish and hope like uh, it's Christmas, right? This is our Christmas time, right? United fans. But we got a new CEO, Richard Arnold, right? But the caveat is Ed Woodward ain't leaving until February. What happens at the end of February, see? I think great things happen at the end of February. What I happens think it's at the huge, no no say what happens at the end of January, you see? Well, I think at the end of January, I think you look at things and say What happens at the what, end of January, you see? I'm asking you a question. It's a oh, rhetorical trans, question. So we have Ed, Ed Woodward steering the ship. Between this transfer window. So obviously nothing's going to happen. So we get our hopes up. We get you know, we're you know, we're you know, we're, we're talking about this player. You talked about that uh that uh Uruguayan player? No no the um, Argentine player. And I looked him up and I I, I was really impressed with what I what I saw. I don't think we'll get him. Zakaria, we don't need him, but we're not going to bring in anybody. I don't think we'll. I think Ed Woodward is going to steer this ship, and he's not going to make any big moves, and he's going to let Richard Arnold take over for the summer transfer window. When why they announced Richard Arnold at the beginning of January, when he has a month, he's a lame duck till February. I listen. I agree with you. It sucks that he's not going to be able to do anything more than likely in the in this. January window, but this is this is my thing. Barring Bruno, um, it's difficult to get an impact player in January, and I think Conte spoke to that last week. January is not really where it happens. Summertime is really where it happens. You got an opportunity to get a player, get a preseason in with that player, see what he he, he can do, um, and then and then you, you get him into the fold. I'm just excited that a banker is not going to be making our football decisions anymore. This is a football guy. Is this he? is someone who understands is he, he understands transfers. I listened to a whole article He's that a, they I did. I thought he was on, Ed Woodward's right hand man. No, this but this this is a different type of person though. Like Ed uh-huh. Ed is there. You, you gotta give Ed credit for one thing and one thing only. He understood his assignment, which was to make the Glazers money. He's uh, the one that brokered the Glazer deal. So I give him credit for what he was supposed to do. But as far as a United, <laughs> running it for United, he did nothing. Mm. Zero. Zero Premier Leagues, zero Champion Leagues, 13 years. So I don't give him, I don't, I'm so glad he's gone. I'm so glad there's someone that's a, a football person who understands football who will be making these decisions. 
and we'll see what happens. I mean, like like, like I said, listen, do you think the Glazers are going to want to stop making money when Ed leaves? No. So if, mm. if this guy can have his foot in one, one hand getting deals done and his foot in the other of actually winning things, people are going to get on to him. People are going to get on to him and they're going to hate him. And rightfully so. It's a tough job. You get but, paid really well. It's a tough job. So I'm excited. It, Ed's reign is over. He did nothing. And he's out. But you see, how, how, how hard is it to sell United? Very difficult. Very difficult. Because again, United. what have we done? What have we done since Sir Alex left? Nothing. We've done. We've won no. We've won no titles. We've won zero Champions Leagues. All you have to say is look none at our of, fan base. None of, none of our players have won a Ballon d'Or. None of our players, other than I can name two, who have huge contracts outside of football. That's all we've got. So you made the point, and you're absolutely right. You're, you're going to have to take that position and go, look at the mystique and the legend and what was. Because it ain't what it is. Well, you're I mean, selling the you're the fast. biggest fan base in the world, period. You you have that, but again, you've got to tell Adidas and you've got to tell Nike, we're going to make Champions League. Because you know good better than I do, they'll pull that deal. They'll pull it and you've got nothing. So you'll have egg on your face. So it sounds easy. Oh, it's United. we got fans all over the world. But you, you have to produce. And I think second and third place is producing. I think lifting cups is producing. I know you don't. But I'm just saying, it's not as I think easy Cubs, as it care about good. Anyways, I just think that I think the next person coming in doesn't have a walk in the park. It, we're not winning league championships. We're not winning Premier League. We're not. It's it's not like it was. So you're gonna have to. The, the Glazers want to get paid. They want their 50 million a quarter or whatever it's rumored to be. Their 25 million for the kids. They they want those things. And so if if they don't get them. He's not going to be in that job very long. I can tell you that. You can win all you want to win, but it better come with some money. Yeah, I mean they use they I, use I, this club I, as their bank. That's what that's what United yeah. is for for the Glazers. And people weren't happy when they took out eleven million, right? <laughs> like last week or something. Oh, like like yeah. I said, they use the club for money. They have us bankrupt. We've never cash. been bankrupt. Petty cash to them. And they just they use it when they need it. Yeah, that's what we are. ATM. An ATM. Uh, I wanted to get into this, but I, I'd rather get into our, our predictions. But I thought it was pretty I don't know, hilarious, CC. I don't know. Um, the African Cup of Nations yesterday, Tunisia, 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 and Mali. I don't know if you you heard about this, but the referee, I guess he uh, Tanzania, Tan Tanzania, T Tanzania, yeah. No, not Tan T A. It's T U, T U N. Tanzania. Who they play? Mali. Mali. Let me look it up. It's not Tanzania. Tanzania is in. Is in Tanzania and like in New Zealand somewhere in there? No. You sure? <laughs> you sure? It is Tanzania. I'm looking at it right. It's not Tanzania, dude. Is it not? Tanzania. Yes, it is. Why are you got? Yes, it is. It's not Tanzania. Is it t- Tunisia? Tunisia. Tunisia. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it on the uh, deal so we can listen to it. <laughs> what? What? For what, dude? We, we, bo- we both have no idea how to pronounce. 
Ten. I'm gonna try my best to. Ten. Tanzania. See, there's Tanzania. <laughs> Tanzania. I think it's Tunisia. To. Looking at how to pronounce the name of this country in the Maghreb region of Nuka, neighboring Algeria and Libya. How do you go about pronouncing its name? Tunisia. Tunisia. I said Tunisia. Tunisia. You said Tanzania. I said Tanzania. <laughs> you said Tanzania. There's no A in it. Goddamn, we have a geography fucking. We suck, man. Right? We're Americans. I'm sorry. We're not cultured. It's Tunisia, not Tanzania. They're two oh different countries. Lord, we, we, we just good five minutes. We just like offended two countries there. You see, they're I mean they're not going to listen to this fucking podcast because we can't pronounce their name correct. We got Molly right. Hey, we got Molly right. Molly, we get man. credit for Molly. That's a very, it's very easy. It's a four letter word, Molly. See, I, I graduated from Texas Public School. You see, then you, you... <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Let's uh. Oh man. This well. Hopefully, this ref uh, prob- this ref probably graduated from Texas Public School because he don't he don't know how to count to ninety. He fucking called the match at eighty fifth minute. Uh, uh, that's not ninety, is it? Easy. Oh is man. The eighty fifth minute ninety. I didn't get you put me on to this. I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, watch and it. I can't wait to watch the replay. Dude, watch it. Because you told the story of what happened. The, well, again, I only watched the clips. I'm Obviously, I'm not a connoisseur of the African Cup of Nations, you know, so I'm just watching what ESPN had uh, out there on Twitter. And um, this referee calls the match at the 85th minute. Boop, 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 you know, and everybody's like, what the fuck? You know, like looking around like, what is this dude doing? Yeah, the benches like the coaches kind of came off the bench like asking the referee, asking the the you know the side referee like what are you doing, dude? So it kind of took like a, a little bit, you know, a minute <laughs> a minute and a half for them to realize oh shit, you know, it's not the end of the game. So Matri starts and then he calls it at the at the 89th minute with 40 with 40 at, at the 45th second. Calls the match. Didn't even hit 90. No extra time. Nothing. And then, dude, that's when you see, like, the benches, like, clear. And, you know, and not clear. I'm not saying there's a brawl or anything. When I say benches clear, everybody thinks of baseball when they get and start getting this brawl. But, like, this, it's just, it was just chaos. Chaos. It was hilarious, I thought. Well, it's, it's, like you said, it's all over Twitter. And there are people who are trying to come out and speak about, you know, what happened. And, you know, I don't understand what's going on or how that's even legal. Yeah. You know, I if I was a coach, you know, I probably wouldn't have left. I probably would have told my team, stay out on the pitch. You know, we're not going to go anywhere because, you know, you know better than I do. I mean, Fer- Ferguson was famous for this. It was Fergie time. Mm-hmm. And we won matches, you know, based off of that extra time that we needed to get a goal. So I'm not putting them in the same realm. I'm just saying everyone deserves 
at least a minute of extra time. So to, to call the game like that in a, in a huge tournament for, for these, for these players, I'm, I'm looking here, 85th minute referee blows the whistle, 87th minute restarts the game and hands a red card to Torre. And then the 89th minute says, all right, we're done. We're going home. Yep. So, all those things happen in the span of four four minutes. And they had, and they had a water break. Time. They had a water break seven minutes before from what they said. So, so they, I mean, that, that's an absolute crap show. So do they for the water breaks? I can't remember because uh, the World Cup in France was several years ago. Uh, when they had the water breaks, did they get added on time at the end of the match for the water breaks? Right, they did. Right. I I think so, but I, I don't want to know. Say they did, and I don't know how true this is. It says the the, the Tanzia and Mali Tunisia. Referee, Tunisia, don't Tunisia. I know you moved around a lot, but it's Tunisia. He suffered from heat stroke and severe dehydration, which so, made him lose concentration. He was there, taken to the there hospital. There you go. You see, he had diarrhea, like you said. I he, think the guy had diarrhea. <laughs> I think he had to go to the bathroom, and. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, there's no reason, no reason for that to ever happen. That's hilarious. It sucks, but at the same time, I would have lost my mind. I mean, absolutely, just lost it. <laughs> I'm looking at the clips. I, I never seen anything like it, dude. Everybody's pissed. And well, again, Hannibal, I believe, plays for Tun- Tunisia. Uh, he's on their team, so hey. I don't know if he played or not. I didn't again and didn't watch the match, uh, but who knows? All right, DC, we uh, we had to wrap this up because we have only a couple of more minutes left. Um, predictions this weekend: we have Aston Villa eleven thirty Central Time. So hey, oh, I forgot to tell you. Uh, I know I complained about my kids being in soccer because they suck and they just kick dirt. Um, the season got canceled because of COVID, so I get to sleep late. <laughs> You remember? I, I remember. I told I've you. Never, I told you. I've never seen someone more excited about a COVID cancellation. <laughs> remember, I told you. I was like, "Fuck." We're gonna man. we're gonna edit this out so that our children won't grow up to know <laughs> that we were excited about a COVID cancellation. Oh, well, they only they only had two more games. I mean, and oh, I you love know, it. and there are nine. They do easy. There are nine o'clock games too. So like that's. <laughs> Dude, I get to sleep late, and then I, I don't have to, you know, do shit. I can actually make breakfast and watch the game. You know what I mean? I oh, just, that's, yeah, that's listen, a consolation. That is, you know, that that right there was podcast gold. Um, the ca- the COVID cancellation is great. <laughs> um, obviously, he loves watching his kids play, guys. No, I don't. But I, under- I, don't. I understand I your it. pain. I hate it, DC. They <laughs> suck. My kids look, suck so bad, dude. <laughs> they do. Dude, my kids got their, their oh, shoes. My, okay, my, my youngest my youngest got their, their, their her shoes dirty because she, you know what she's doing in the middle of the pitch while everybody was on the other side of the fucking pitch? You know what she's doing? <laughs> Digging a fucking hole with her tennis hey, shoes. That hole was needed there at that moment in time, and she put it there. And I bet you it was a damn good hole. You know what she else did? You know what she did? She made friends with the other team, and she's like, hey, you know, like, hi, girlfriend. Like, you know, like, walking around with them. Like, I'm like, dude, come on, dude. I was like, dude, this is a waste of my time. And you know what kind of pissed me off? 
The other team fucking had like 10 goals to three. Fucking call the game, ref, dude. Call the uh, damn game, dude. It's like, why are you letting these kids score? It's like, all you, all you heard is the, the losing team was like, oh, they scored again. We suck. It's like, dude, you just, it's like, come on. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, score predictions. So, yes, I get a sleep late. So, 10.30 game, you see. Aston Villa. Uh, they have Dina. They have Philip Coutinho. I don't think they'll start, but they'll probably see some time. Uh, and we have what well, we have. Uh, do, what do you think? Well, I think we probably uh, – we possibly could lose this game 2-0. Two, two and that's, that's – I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not – I'm not trying to joke around or anything. Um, we're, we're on the same page. I, I can't believe you said two because that's exactly what I was going to say. Two They're pissed. They should have went to Old Trafford and won. They didn't. They're going to come out on fire. Those fans, the team. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a 2 nothing game. 2-0 Nassim Villa. I agree. What happens, what happens after that, EC? This fucking... Every United fan in England shoot themselves, and uh, and the team blows up. I mean, Arnold it's their second, Woodward. It's I mean, what's happen? It'll it'll be his second loss. That's a huge deal. He's only lost once. Two goals. I think if they do score him, you know that's that's not even close to a clean sheet. It's not a clean sheet, clearly. Yeah. But another goal given up that won't be good. Um, and it'll it's gonna be rough. I don't think they're going to fire him i do think that just improves his chances of just being the interim for six months because like i said i think he wants to stay longer mm-hmm. but it just continues to be a crap show which is what it is right now unfortunately i don't hope i mean not unfortunately right because that, that's kind of a redundant uh f- i don't hope we'd lose two nil but the feeling that i get uh because of the moves that aston villa has made with their transfers, I'm not saying Coutinho could put the warrant on fire, but he could do something. He has a pedigree to do something. Lucas Dina has gotten bad rap. Uh, I've had him on my fantasy team. I had to drop him, unfortunately, because um, Benita stopped playing him. He's a good left back, you see. Uh, attacking left back, something that we could have probably used. Uh, I, I like the kid. I do. Uh, I, and, and I think he can bring some uh, some stability to Aston Villa. Uh, it's just again, we we need to find our our identity. That's the thing. We have the talent. We have the players. We need to find our uh, on our our identity. But if we get trumped to two nil, I don't think there's any 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 way coming back for the, these players at all. I don't. Um, I think the the lock the locker room will be lost if we get we lose two nil. So hopefully we come out. Uh, it's a primetime game in England, 11.30, so it's probably uh, 8.30, Matt, 8, uh, 7.06. So that's about a 6.30, 6.30 kickoff in, in England. Uh, so it should be, you know, primetime. So let's see what happens. Uh, but let's see. I mean, both of you, hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully come back next week because I think the next match against Brown, uh, Brentford, is next Wednesday, so we have two matches again. So let's just concentrate on this match. I don't want to call the Brentford match because I think we'll 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 have a pod after that. So that'll be like a consolation um, for us. But let's just do one match at a time when we do these predictions because 
we don't know what 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 United team is gonna is gonna show up. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, good having you all here for this week, and uh, we'll 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 catch you up uh, in next two games. Y'all have a good week, and Lucky Diaz, where you at? Sat down in the front seat. You turned on the radio, and them sad old songs coming out of them speakers was solid country gold. Then I noticed the stranger was ghost white there when he asked me for a light. And I knew there was something strange about this ride He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry?